Hey, coming up on today's podcast, we've got some interesting news from the recent CES um, show out of Las Vegas, which is the uh, the big tech show. We're going to talk a little little colored, little chameleon activity going on um, that they had going on at the show, um, which will be interesting. I, I, I like it. We, we got a take on this, so this will be fun. So, what else is going on at that uh, show? We man? got same same show, different news. Uh, we got a, yeah. we got a Elon Musk, and we got Tesla. We got we got boring Tesla news. How's that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and the trend of the argument between who's going to win the race to the off-roading king between Ford and Jeep. We've got a little bit of information on. Uh, we got some numbers to share, some figures to share. So we'll 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 let you guys uh, conclude. Uh, who the winner might be or will be. Um, and on top of that, we've got uh, what else about maybe an electric vehicle company? Yeah, so, so oh boy. Uh, this is for the highly controversial topic of the week. Um, <laughs> we have some filling stations, as they used to be called, or modern-day gas stations. Now what are we going to call them if they start adding charging capabilities Ooh, man and uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> i knew this was coming <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh he said uh uh ev <laughs> ev all right everybody there's more on that one too keep listening and we'll fill you in This next episode into the new year of 2022. Good to be here, Clark. How are you over there, my friend? Hey, everybody. Hey, Jay. It's uh, it's Keith. It's, it's another week. It's another podcast. It's Eddie. It's Eddie <laughs> over there. For you know, those of you who have do don't know what we're talking about, you need to go to our uh, our YouTube channel over at uh, youtube.com forward slash parts kind of gurus. And Keith and I did. A really, really cool, uh, just a holiday wishes, Christmas greeting, if you will, outtake from the recent performance racing industry show in Indianapolis, Indiana. It was great. So go watch it and you'll see what we're talking about. Eddie. Uh, happy to report that the hat has served uh, many purposes, including, you know, we got a oh. bunch of snow last week. That's and right. uh, we were out sledding. We were out doing some night sledding. I got some great drone footage. I mounted one of those super bright Did LEDs you? on uh, with some double sided adhesive tape to my drone. Mm-hmm. And I got the kids all, you know, going down the hill at night and they all got their headlamps on. So I'm out there. I got my, you know, Cousin Eddie bomber hat. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I had to add the Snoopy goggles because we were sledding. You can't get the snow in your eyes when you're sledding, man. So I, I went full like, you know, I mean, it's. But look, that's, the adults were all drinking cool. at that point anyway. Nobody cared. Yeah. I have one of those hats, man. I should whip that thing they're out. They're super I, warm. They're great for you know in a windy, very windy situation yeah. for sure, no doubt about it. But um, 
I um I'm not real big on the full facial mask and stuff in the wind and stuff, but um you don't want to look like a, a bank bank hot right. Well, I wear glasses, yeah. man, so it's, it kind of makes it a little difficult for me. Um, oh, by the way, glitch away, glitch away, my friend. Just saying. Um, yeah, and uh, it's kind of interesting, actually. Uh, but you know, hey, the the hats are, are you know we, we all kind of have our choices. I, I tend to sweat a lot uh, if I put too much on my head and I, I don't like it it kind of gives gets me lightheaded so I, I have to be careful with that so that's you know i don't go like full-on like eskimo but um i just try not to uh you know i don't like the big parkers and you know being you know like well not, there's not a big, big difference between um you know going to the grocery store mm. right in your car and being yeah. out on the slopes for an hour yeah when it's 20 15 17 degrees out I, what was uncomfortable, I, I found, yeah, it, it changes your perspective on... Uh, it's funny because, you know, I'm the guy that shows up with all the, like, hand warmers and, like, extra layers <laughs> of socks, and right? And, right? and that stuff all just becomes everyone else's by the time the, you know, day is done because I'm the only right. one that's prepared. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we, oh, as you well know, we had a bunch of snow, too. We, we counted 21 inches that we had all total in 12 days. Lost power for 36 hours was not fun. Uh, we actually stayed in our um, our home during that time because I just wanted to be around to make sure things didn't go crazy. Uh, that was um, that was cold. I was not going to do it another night. So luckily we got our power back and, and we were good to go. So now we're we're all refreshed and fixed and and warm and and clean and our, our bellies are, are full from from all the holidays and all that good stuff. So we're pretty happy. Did you get any cool gifts for Christmas? Oh yeah, man. I got. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, heated vest on the topic of, uh, you know, what we were just talking about, being outside in the cold. And, uh, I, yeah, I got some uh, I got some cool stuff. What'd you get? Well, I think probably, well, I didn't get a whole lot. I mean, I, I never asked for much. I'm, I'm not a bah humbug. I just, for me, it's Christmas year round. I just get what I yeah, want. Yeah, you're, want as it. one of my friends used to say, when you're a guy, every day is Christmas. So yeah, I, absolutely, I get man. It. So yeah. I just kind of go get, so it's, I'm hard to shop for. I just say, uh, give me more Amazon cards or something, you know? Right. And, and so that's, that's, that's kind of what I do. But, um, I think the most interesting gift that I got actually came from you. Oh, how, how was it? Um, you can definitely taste that bourbon and scotch <laughs> in that coffee, man. It is like almost, it's, it's really like, I'm, I'm drinking it going, whoa, I could get in trouble. You know, if I were yeah. like working, working at an office somewhere and they came in and sniffed my cup, my, you know, thinking it has bourbon in it. But so Keith got me, um, a few cans of, of chilled coffee. Um, but he also got me a couple of cans, which those are cans are cool, man. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a cool company. It's, uh, yeah, it's Oak and Barrel, right? Yeah, is, is, yeah. is the name of it. So, um, we'll leave a, maybe a little link to the end of mentioned on the podcast. If you guys want to go buy yourself some, but it's really good stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I like the iced coffee. Um, the, the beans are interesting. Um, uh, they come in cans, like mm-hmm. just like a regular beer can and you pop the top, but it has a black lid that goes over the the top of it to seal it to keep mm-hmm. it you know which comes in handy after you get rid of those cans they fit nicely on a regular can oh yeah so like if you like if you open up a can of coke or right uh or a can of say cider or beer and you don't want it to tip over in the fridge you're not going to pour the whole thing just pop that cap on it and keep her well, fresh and keep her from tipping over you're all but guaranteed at this point jay that they're going to stop 
making them or go out of business. And and I say this partially in jest because the minute that I love a product, it's like doomed. I mean, it is TV shows. Uh, I, I, I My track record of falling in love with whether it again uh, you know certain radio stations <laughs> format change uh just you name it man series on netflix if i love it it's going under i i i can you know so their days are numbered i got a I, i've been wanting one of these for a couple of years those bar machines oh yeah 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 so i got one for the holidays oh nice and uh and my wife was like yeah, it's was, it was weird. I got got it for like fifty percent off. Oh, uh oh, right. Made by Kerrig. We went with the one with the brand name made by because there's a couple of them out there. There's like Barmaster and and the idea yeah. is, and some of them are different. Some of them like you literally take like a like a bottle of whiskey and you pour it in the machine and then it mixes the drinks for you. Right. But of course the Kerrig ones, it's designed with pods. Like you put like let's say you want an old fashioned, right? Mm-hmm. So the whiskey. And the or- the mix, all, including like the orange bitters and all that, is in the pod, and it's got CO2 cartridges, and you just pour water in the tank, and it mixes your drink. It chills the water. If you want it on the rocks, it'll put it on the rocks, and so on and so forth, right? So this thing's amazing. Literally, like the week after Christmas, I get this notice that they're going they're going under. Not Keurig's going not going under, but the- they, that division, it's sort of like... Chrysler's, you know, SRT. Oh, Hellcat. okay. It's like All right. we're they're we're done. done. Wow. Okay. So we'll put a link in there and in, in, uh, mention on the <laughs> podcast for your if you want to, you know, go ahead and grab one of those soon to be obsolesced well bar machines. So know? I went out and grabbed a bunch of the pods, of course, and uh, and uh, a bunch of the CO two cartridges. Well, you know what, man? I wonder how much of COVID has contributed to this on on another level, and not 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 from not being able to find components or yeah. make them or find employees but how much the the alcohol distribution laws well, have been changed just to kind of accommodate you think you think about so that's that a good because- point so I-, I will tell you this though that so that's you, could be you, you can order these online and it is legal mm-hmm. at least here where i live to have them delivered interesting and and so uh, you know, all the COVID changes over, you, you can literally, and I've, I've done this, ladies and gentlemen, you can go on Apple's website, you can order a three, $4,000 computer or more, have them show up at your front door, FedEx will hand it to you, drop it off, no signature required. Leave it leave it on your front door without you being there. There remember the old days you had to I Apple, you always had to sign for like stuff over like a certain price amount, right? Right. Not anymore. Not since COVID. Except, Jay, last week, FedEx shows up at my door and I got the thing. It said signature required. I knew it was the drink pods. And he goes, this must uh, be alcohol. And I went, yeah. that's exactly right. Why did why do you how did you know? And he goes, because that's like the only thing we have to get signatures on anymore. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Well, here's well, the reason why I bring that up is because more and more I'm seeing in, say, your big box stores like Costco, mm-hmm. um, and where you can actually sell wine and spirits in grocery stores where they have mixed drinks, you know, both mixers and there are still some states out there that you can't. Is Tennessee still that way to where you separate? I know South Carolina is that uh, way where it's you separate. Weird. 
So yeah. so it used to be that you could not buy liquor in the grocery stores. Right. But it was also kind of a, a vice versa kind of deal where you could not buy groceries in the liquor store. Correct. Coach, okay. like you, you could buy the booze, but you couldn't buy the mixtures to go with the booze unless the, the mixture yeah, was had booze weird, in it. Yeah, it was weird, man. It's like yeah. I'm literally buying like I want to make an old-fashioned. I couldn't buy the whiskey or the bourbon here at the same mm-hmm. store that I could buy the the mixer right. or the bitters or whatever. So that changed a little bit when they passed the wine law where the grocery stores were allowed to sell wine and it was basically alcohol under a certain proof, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the uh, we all thought it was going to put the liquor stores under. Mm-mm. Uh it did not. Have, right. But now the liquor store this is the best part. Now you can go into the liquor stores and you can buy like coffee with bourbon flavor in it. Yeah. You can buy yeah. desserts that they are, leveled the playing field, yeah. man. If you're going to you if you're going to pizza if you got the munchies, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, it's a one-stop shop and I think this is the way it should be. It's it's why it should be called a convenience mart. That's about convenience, right? Not making me run out that door into this door to go get that thing and then come back oh because i forgot my peanuts so i gotta go buy my peanuts to go with my drink and you know whatever but um i do think the covid has had a lot to do with some of these things man because they, they had to bend the rules i mean yeah they were they were they were uh, selling pre-mixed to-go drinks um that you could pick up on the curb and go i mean it's it's that's been done in i think florida for a long time their their laws are a little different but I think they're going to stay in place, man, because it's a it is a viable source of revenue not only for the establishment offering the spirits, the wine and spirits and beers, um, but it's also a sor- source of great revenue for the well, state, the county, and the city. So I think I, that they're all on board with I'm, that. So I got to be careful the, here. That might be the root cause there. Because again, you know, the minute that I point out my appreciation and love for a product, a way of thinking, a way of doing things. It's guaranteed to put the hex on it. But, you know, for a long time, common sense was not used. I mean, you you can't legislate from common... Well, okay. So, from a legal perspective, you know, a judge is not going to... I mean, they have to follow the rule of law, right? Right. But I've always felt like there are certain situations where common sense just completely went out the window that, you know, nobody's objectively looking at situations and saying, you know, oh, well, this is uh, it's fine that we, you know, because common sense says, you know, this, right. this is OK. We, we haven't ever been able to do that until COVID. And then common sense went, hey, man, um, your rule that says that I have to be in the building to drink alcohol doesn't really work well when you also have a rule that says that. I can't be in the building. <laughs> right. Right. So uh, fix it. Right. And so we've mm-hmm. sort of allowed common sense to prevail. And as usual, Jay, this will work until one person decides to take advantage of the situation. Yep. That's how it always works. They ruin it for the rest of us. That's the way it works. So that was colorful. That was a colorful conversation. I enjoy those, man. I I, I really, really like this is why I love the podcast. So if you like our podcast, make sure you go to uh, parsecountyguru.com um, and you will see the uh, podcast tab up in the upper left-hand corner uh, for podcast links. Make sure you subscribe. You can go to any platform, Spotify, 
um, Apple, uh, Google, you name it, we're there. Stitcher, TuneIn, we're, we're on all of them. So make sure you subscribe for more of these colorful conversations that we have. Um, also, do not forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is at youtube.com forward slash parts count of gurus. Follow us on social, facebook.com forward slash parts count of gurus, instagram.com forward slash the parts count of gurus. We're over on Twitter as well, and our handle is at the counter show. Um, we love you. Thank you for, for subscribing. If you're subscribed, if you're not, make sure that you turn that red button to gray. Uh, we'll take all the subscriptions that we can get. So, on to color. Um, yeah. So, mm. um, you know, Jay, the Germans have long been known, in fact, renowned for their engineering, especially their automotive cutting engineering. Edge, yeah. Cutting edge technologies. Leave it to Absolutely. the Australians mm-hmm. to add the frosting on the cake, so yes, to speak, and it, right? It truly is frosting. <laughs> yeah, now, and, I... This lady. But what color? What color do you like your frosting? I, that well, it's it's subjective, right? It could be it, dependent on the user or the mood or the crime in progress. And we'll get to that, that in a minute. But that, <laughs> that is correct. So uh, Stella Clark, Australian engineer, which mm-hmm. I feel like is could also double as the name of a a light alcoholic beverage. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> can I have a large Stella Clark, Clark please? <laughs> Um, has figured out a way in partnership with BMW that has a car that can change colors for you at the touch of a button. Pretty amazing, the technology that's gone into this. But what it is, though, is the technology has actually been right up under our noses for a long time. And it uses a technology called electrophoresis. Okay, So for those of you who do not know what electrophoresis is, uh, it is a laboratory technique used to separate DNA, RNA, or protein molecules based on their size and electrical charge. Then a small electrical charge current is used to move molecules in, and be separated through a gel or whatever. So iPads, so candles, it's magic. e-readers. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's voodoo magic, man. So it's uh, now hold on a second here. OK, yeah. so we'll get to the yeah. details of how this works in a minute. But but yeah. can can we just for the sake of. I feel like this is going to revive Nicolas Cage's career. OK, <laughs> yeah, um, man. So, you know, here we have Bruckheimer doing his action movies, which, you know, honestly, he's ruined so many of my favorites over the years that I can't. OK, but I digress. Um, this, this is, this is potentially not just a Bruckheimer cage movie, but also an in real life scenario where you're in a car chase, Mm -hmm. you're being chased by the, by the, by Johnny law. They're chasing a white BMW. You go into a parking garage, you park that sucker and they drive right past your red BMW. Yeah. But they're not going to find me because I have a cloaking device. Okay, well, that's the other, right? right? Right. Unless they try to park in your spot and you're cloaked, and then it's, you know. Right, boom, boom, bang, yeah. And then up pops a red car. That, right. They, but they were chasing a, a white A white one. car, right? Yeah. Or a helicopter chase, if you want to go full on, you know, like like I remember uh, Grand Theft Auto, right? Mm-hmm. Like like Grand Theft Auto, you've, you've heard of Grand Theft Auto, surely. Right, yes? absolutely, okay. yes. Okay. Who it's been it? around yes. for decades. I've, okay. I've played it yeah, okay. a few times, yeah. So there were yeah. levels of a great, like, if you, if you did, like, if you, if you smacked a woman of the night, 
right? Right. That that was going to bring a certain level of response from the authorities. Right. If you got into a car chase situation, I mean, at some point, Jay, it got bad enough if you did enough ill <laughs> that the yeah. helicopter showed up, right? Right. And right. that was pretty much your, you, you're not getting away. Well, no, think about this, okay? You bring in police full-on police helicopter search. You drive through a tunnel. They're chasing a white BMW. Out the other side of the tunnel comes a purple BMW can't possibly yeah. be the same car right yeah it's i i have to think that this technology is going to meet its its uh, enemy and that would be law enforcement I, um or under certain circumstances um you know could this be used it's gonna it'll take it'll be a lot of red tape i don't know maybe it's white tape that <laughs> for them to go through um to get this thing you know like into a production style i think it'll be interesting to see what local local law or just federal law has to say about this type of technology well, for and this just, just before we got into this segment on the podcast by the way mm-hmm. if you're not subscribed to the podcast we have one of those two it's over on our website at partskenderguru.com click on the podcast links tab near the top uh we said you know it's only going to take it's a matter of time and one person is going to ruin it for everybody just like the guy that landed his drone on the white house lawn that ruined it for me right. i mean it's you know it's it's yeah. coming man it is coming. So coming, it, you know, it it it's, it was unveiled at the CES show in Las Vegas. Um, All right, it's it's the BMW iX, um, and it they call it's featuring what they call their e ink, and like I had said initially, it, it uses the electrophoretic technology to change the car from white to black in a similar way to liquid crystal displays, as I had um, already mentioned, like in your Kindle or your tablet or whatever. Your e-readers basically is is what the technology is. Now it's a wrap, like a paper. It's a thin wrap. Yeah. It's not an actual physical paint, but it does use a low current, an extremely low current, and it only uses the current to change the color. It doesn't have to continuously add current to it for it to sustain the color. So this is pr- a pretty cool. And if you watch the interview with Stella. Um, the it's an extremely low um, cost technology that's been out there already. It's not we're, they're not reinventing the wheel. They're using the technology in another application, and they thought, well, why not? Let's try it on a car. And it was the talk of the show. And she was asked several times about how many different types of colors. What's the what's the possibilities? And she described it. Right now, this one is just black and white. It's You can order with two different colors, your favorite colors, but there are multiple applications where they use different type color schemes, and it's very similar to like a printer cartridge. So you got your black and white, and then you got your your blue, um, what is it, fuchsia, and what, whatever yeah, those, it's, right. to make all these Cyan, different colors. Magenta. It's either right. RGB, CMYK. It, typically, right. you mix... Depending on what your color palette is, you right. mix versions of either three colors, RGB, red, right. green, blue, right. or four colors, cyan, magenta, yellow, and K. Cayenne? Cayenne. Cayenne. I said K- anyway. Cayenne. 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 No, that was the yes. first one. Oh. Cyan, magenta, yellow, black? Anyway. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. I don't. Hey, yeah, it's so, a car it's, show, everybody. But, I, I, you just, right, right. Yeah. But she she says that it but works very simple. Yeah, and you get yeah, that. And it, yeah, and you get that. So you, she says so. The basically, I mean, it's it's endless on the colors choices that you can make. 
that that technology is further down the road. Right now, they're just doing the two. You know, you could go from like say red to to yellow or whatever. You Which know, just good enough in a car chase, as I always like to say. I uh, have another use for this thing, <laughs> which, okay. which was brought so to my attention. Okay. So, and I got to give cred where cred is due because we were having this conversation. Daniel, who is the developer of our logo, thank you very much, sir, for that. And if you like our logo, go to partscountyguru.com and you can see that icon or right in our, on, it's on the screen here, probably somewhere. You, you know, okay. Oh, look, it's on that hat that Keith has. Look at that. Huh? Look at that. Imagine that logo, right? Um, anyway, we were having this discussion. He says, can you imagine if this technology was used in, say, interior paint, like like a wallpaper, to where you never, like if you wanted to change your room color, what about exterior colors? It's a wrap. Wow. Wouldn't that be cool? So you could have one day your house could be white on the outside, or maybe the next day it's some sort of like, you know, brown or something, or, or a blue or a light blue or whatever. Same way on the interior. Your mood changes. You decide you want to buy a new set of furniture. I mean, it just seems endless to me. What about you? You, you said you got an idea on this stuff. So, by the way, the, the K in CMYK stands for key. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Just, just, just to close the loop on that. So, last okay. week on this program, we did the little thing about car theft and air tags. And Ooh. you can watch that video. It's not actually, by the time this is out, that one will be out. It's, it's about to be uploaded. But... People were putting Apple Air tags in cars and stealing cars, and I said, "Jay, let's bring back Viper. You remember this? I do. Okay, okay. And when the theory was, we put a capacitor in the car, right? Right. Okay. This BMW color changing technology, their E Ink, uses low voltage. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Ooh, multiple Ooh. applications for the same components, right? Ooh. So we put BMW with some security folks at Viper, or they do it on their own or whatever. But you also implement basically an electromagnetic shield on the car so that if people get a little too up close and, cur- and personal with your BMW, you give them a little zappy zap. Right. right? That was, like a bug zapper, man. Yeah. I want this bug zapper, though. I want it to actually, you know, when the bug gets zapped in the bug zapper, I, I want to see that blue spark. That's, oh, I, yeah. You know, that, yeah. That lets yeah. you know you were there. It's like fireworks, you know? man. Yeah. yeah. I, bruh, you know, so anyway. Wow. That's, uh, that's some cool technology, don't you think? I do. Would, yeah. Would you get into it? I would. I'd get into it. I'd use yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Other, so CES... Uh, oh, it doesn't few, end there. Quite a few interesting things happening at CES. What's our next one? Well, as you guys know, Keith and I took a little ride through the Las, what they call the Las Vegas Loop um, when we were at SEMA show back in November. And we shot a video on it. And you can go to partscountaguru.com or go to youtube.com forward slash partscountaguru. And you can click on the, the Las Vegas Loop video where we take you through this tunnel that was provided by, you know, the one and only Tesla, well, the boring company. Yeah, it's Elon right? Musk's boring company. Right. By the way, everyone, if you're just joining, thank you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and ring the bell. I'm Keith. That's my pal Jay over there. This is a little program we like to call The Counter Show. And uh, we just we do this a, for fun. Yeah. We have a podcast over on uh, our website, partscounterguru.com. Thank you for watching the video. Tell your friends. Go mm-hmm. ahead, Jay. Well, it seems that um, only the people of CES 
the, the, the folks that frequent this show uh, could cause this problem, I guess. I, I don't know. Maybe all of them wanted to do it at the well, same time. But We did a lot of – it was busy as could be at SEMA. They, they ran that thing like – They did, yeah. and I don't know what changed, but we had no issue with a traffic jam. But supposedly, it's kind of like break the internet with a video or whatever. They broke the tunnel, you know, the, the loop. They, yeah. They now, uh, somehow or another – uh, caused a traffic jam, which is kind of odd that well, that would happen. Okay, so so let, if you, uh, you know, okay, so for those of you that refuse to go back and watch our video on how this mm-hmm. works, uh, shame on you, but um, <laughs> let me just quickly explain. So so these are all Tesla Model, I think they're X's. They're threes or X's, I don't know. I can't remember. I think threes. But uh, it's one way, it's one lane through the tunnel. It's a loop. It's called the loop for a reason. It, the cars operate in one direction. They just make a big loop. And th- they are driven by a human, by a driver. And, you know, full pro- safety protocols in place. The thing will do what? Like up to like 20, is it 20 or 40 miles an hour is their top It's like end? 40 miles an hour okay. in, the, in, the, in there. And, yeah, we got pretty fast. The self-driving thing could, it could do it on its own. The tunnels are lit. It's, it, there's, you know, markers on the side, all that but the typical sit the things that you would have in a normal environment that cause traffic pileups like multiple lanes where somebody cuts you off or you know somebody running a light or there being an intersection or objects on the road things mm-hmm. people animals running out in front of you not all of that is removed from this closed loop environment right so it makes it even more interesting how something like this could happen yeah, it does. I mean, I see I see why. Let's just face it. It's a very small track or tunnel area that they're working with here. And that's a lot of people that are cramming into those shows now, which is kind of odd to me because we saw footage. It didn't appear that it was as well attended even as SEMA was. Um, so I find it very interesting. But it kind of goes back to what the initial... I think to avoid these types of traffic jams, you had so many people trying to get in there and they're they're just trying to make people happy by giving them a ride and all that kind of stuff. I get it. It's free transportation at this point. And I think the initial idea behind this was that um, Elon Musk was going to be building a like passenger van style Tesla, like a shuttle bus to move more than just three or four people in one vehicle. Um, and that'll eliminate some of that congestion. So for someone to say that it's, it, it didn't work, I don't agree with that. I think that you've got a certain cir- set of circumstances here that caused the backlog of traffic and, and um, just, just kind of an interesting take on, um, on, on why this may have happened. I just think that it was the right time, right place. All the circumstances kind of piled in, and that's why this happened. So... I mean, initially when we walked down through there and we got down and we were in front of the the the, the spot where our Tesla's going to pull up, I mean, it was not congested, do you think? Keith, I, I mean, I, I didn't think it was that congested. They did a good... Uh, it wasn't noticeable. There, was, there were a lot of people moving through there, but they did a good job in managing the traffic. Yeah, um, yeah. I, he's... So he's... I think the the thing about him is I'm talking about Elon. He pushes the envelope of innovation. I think that's why so many people are drawn to him. You know, not everything he does is a huge success on the first shot. I mean, you know, they've had rockets blow up on the launch pad. They've certainly had issues with their car development. 
Mm-hmm. But who else out there is is um, has has pushed the envelope this far? Would, would would we? I guess this is the question, everybody. And I, tell us what you think in the comments. Would we be where we are today, technologically, with some of this stuff without it without Elon Musk? I mean, right. that's kind of the question. I'm, I'm reading some of the comments here uh, yeah. on one of the new pages of the article. Yeah. Uh, this is from a guy it says he's Musk is the male equivalent of Elizabeth Holmes. Holmes. All, all, that's the Theranos. Theranos. Yeah. Theranos. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All talk. No results. Massively subsidized by our tax dollars. And he complains about taxes. The guy is a trash can con man. The science doesn't care about your fantasies. I, I'm not so I, sure that's accurate. I, you know? I, I I don't feel that it is. I think that his contributions to science and technology um, far exceed any explanation that that guy just gave. So that's <laughs> uh, a bad point, dude. Um, don't you think? I I kind of do. I think people are just going to find their confirmation bias, and you know that's what they're going to believe. I I'm not I'm not saying that we're there yet. I'm not saying that electric vehicles or tunnels under the city or the space rocket thing has um reached the level of apple stardom where it's like revolutionized the world but but i do think in some it we're we're pretty far along i mean who else is taking rockets up to space to the internet or who else is supplying the international space station right now if it wasn't for that guy i mean nasa's exactly and he's working on starlink which will would could potentially um be a, a huge benefit, especially in a time like COVID, where uh, not all children have access to good internet connectivity. Um, that's a that, he could he could really be breaking barriers with that technology if if he can ever get it to where we need. It. He's already launched the satellites and everything. There are some of these other comments well, that this guy look, has commented on. It's just ridiculous as you well. Have, you have Las Vegas has the monorail. You have public transportation. You can Uber. You can Lyft. You can take a taxi. You can walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Don't, you know this same this same guy um, says to another guy who commented. He goes, "I get the fanboy mentality, but Holmes tricked investors for years. Elon isn't a god king. Uh, he's the Tony Robbins of tech. Uh, he claimed this tunnel would be fully automated and go 150 miles an hour. What we got was a 30 mile an hour uh, with drivers and EV taxi service and a subway tunnel is so groundbreaking. Okay, dude." There's some truth to that. Do you know anybody else out there that's even attempting to do this? And the other thing that I say about that is this. You can't get there in one day. Well, that's true. So We didn't get to the moon on one rocket. It took decades, and it took a lot of rockets and a lot of lives lost in the process. That's how science works. So if you want to sit back and, and throw the darts, go ahead, bud. Uh, you're more well, than welcome to. Probably, and you can comment on our channel too, pal. Yeah, th- those are the same, like, my, my internet's down. What am I going to do with my life, like, for the next 20 minutes? Oh, <laughs> right. Uh, th- what you did 15 years ago before you didn't have it? I, I don't right. know. I, <laughs> it's uh, funny, they don't f- they, funny they don't feel the same way about their 5G service, right? Or, or 4G service right, or whatever. Right, right, anyway. right. Anyway. But, but m- might have to dig on Elon just a little bit here. Um, Go ahead. Man, this is... This is fascinating for a lot of reasons. So yep. I agree. Um, times are changing, right? One way or the other. Big time. What what we are talking about 
on this very program six months from now will be a change from where we are today with the vehicle world, with the EV world, with all of it. And in particular, uh, we got some got some Tesla Cybertruck news. Uh, this is this is a real head scratcher, by the way, if you're just joining us. Uh, say hi to Jay over there, everybody. I'm Keith. This is the Counter Show. Welcome in. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Ring the bell. You'll get notified when we do our next uh, update on this very topic. Now, uh, Jay, so news dropped by way of several astute website watchers i guess yeah i think car and driver was involved in in some of this stuff car scoops they they've you know they dropped some information out there on us mm -hmm. and you know what what has already become a very competitive sector of right. the ev market ev sector not just evs in general but this particular sector which is the pickup trucks um you know, Elon came to the table with the Cybertruck and um, made a lot of promises on delivery. Um, while in the meantime, he's making promises on delivery, uh, Rivian comes out and actually went to production and uh, delivered the first um, all electric, uh, battery electric uh, pickup truck. That happened. Now you have Ford uh, with the F 150 Lightning. That has sold out of uh, sold over two hundred thousand or taken over two hundred thousand reservations. They've had to close reservations because of that, so that they can meet the the uh, already high demand. Mm -hmm. You can check out our our last podcast over at parscountyguru.com and check out episode one eleven. We talk specifically about this, or you can go to youtube.com forward slash parscountygurus and check out the video where we talk about. Um, uh, Ford and their their production and pricing and the the live configurator that's out there already, um, and now we've got Chevrolet that comes out with the Silverado EV, which kind of twisted me a little bit because it doesn't look like the regular Silverado. They kind of tweaked it a little bit. They're kind of following the the lines of the maybe the GMC Hummer. That's what I would have done. I would have branded absolutely. the EV side. This is where you and Sideshot sort of are like, you know, with the Ford, you were like, ah, oh, it's got to look like a Ford, or the Lexus, right. it's got to look like a Lexus. And I'm like, no, make it look like a completely Make it look like an electric truck. And I mean, did not, did not Elon make it look like something out of a yeah, out of the so, future? So the Cybertruck, which sort of started the whole electric truck thing, mm -hmm. right, movement, uh, somebody noticed that he's, they've completely pulled all references to the Cybertruck off of, uh, in terms of production data, right? Not pictures, not media, not press, but production information has been taken down from the website. Mm -hmm. Now there could be a lot of reasons for this, everybody. It could be that they've got new production information and they're about to put that back up and it just is going to take them a few days to do that. It could be that they're waiting on some supply chain uh, information to update before they can put that new information out. Or it could be something much worse, like they're not sure they're going to be able to bring this into production right away. And yeah, it, it, it could, could end be. up being five years out, and so they've just taken it off the website. Right, but I will say this. They, they, they did, you know, there is that speculation that it will begin in 2022 and deliver in 2023, um, Tesla is still accepting $100 deposits that are refundable, um, unlike Ford, who has closed the reservation portal 
Um, they're no longer taking reservations for the 2022 F-150. I would imagine that once they get into production and they have satisfied a lot of those orders, they'll begin taking orders again just to kind of see where it goes. But um, production will ramp up on it, and I guarantee you the price is going to change from what he initially said as well, as we've seen with both you know GM and Ford on some of the some of the models where the prices have kind of gone up a little bit than what we expected or what they initially said so yeah you you gotta you gotta so they've removed specifically the thing that's the most concerning is that they've removed the claim that production would happen in 2022 right, right. and that's not saying it won't but Tesla Tesla is not saying Tesla is not saying it will no. at this point they've removed that commentary Yep, they've just basically removed that from their website, which is an indicator of they're probably sitting back. They're going to talk to their investors and, you know, see how it goes. Um, now, interestingly enough, since you men- mentioned investors, since this was announced, mm-hmm. the stock has dropped overall 7.5%. So roughly in the past five days, it's it's down 7.5%. That's S- not too, too bad in not. comparison re- to something else we're yeah. going to talk about. It's um, sort of like investors aren't really phased by it, and either they haven't noticed yet, or it hasn't hit the news cycles yet because people aren't watching us. Uh, right. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's kind of interesting to see where this will go. But look, they all automakers <laughs> have challenges. Um, you know, people are. You know, we talked about the chip status which is probably a big factor. And then, of course, battery production is a big factor. Mm-hmm. Um, that's got to be a big factor. Well, Lithium. And look, Jay, you, you could be onto something there. They could be on the verge of a battery technology breakthrough, and could they are be. waiting on that to shake loose before they begin production on a Cybertruck because if, if he, let's say it's solid state, if he has the ability to go toward a solid state scenario, he mm-hmm. has now one-upped Ford even Rivian, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're all committed to that first-generation lithium battery tech. And we've said this all along in many podcasts and in many many videos that we've we've put out there talking about battery technology, that that seems to be the one continuously changing Mm -hmm. or piece being moved on the chessboard, if you will, or goalpost being moved, however you want to refer to this. Um, Because it constantly... I like cheese. Move my cheese. You like cheese? Move your cheese, yeah. Um, There's, you know... We, learn, we worry about the lithium, being able to mine that, get, get, you know, getting the lithium and all the other you know, exotic alloys. But graphite is also one of those that I don't think people realize who holds the, the keys to that as well. So there are so many moving pieces to this thing that could be causing this. So, um, but they still say, um, you know, Elon did go, this was like in a recent, what is it, their, their stockholders meeting, um, said that the Cybertruck will be built at, at their new factory in Austin, Texas, which is what what do they call a gigaplant? Is that what they call it? Gigaplant or something? Or? Yeah, yeah, the gigafact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gigafactory. Um, they're saying this thing is going to have 500-plus miles of range and reach 60 miles an hour in under 2.9 seconds uh, in its top tri-motor wow. configuration. And I can believe that. Uh, they've said a lot. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Now, yeah. I, maybe, maybe I'll throw one other possible scenario at you. This is getting ridiculous. But maybe Elon's waiting on his rockets to find the right asteroids that he can use to mine that lithium or whatever Ooh. space. Maybe they've they've got a line on a new space element and it's going to revel. I don't know, man. Ooh. I could just see this turning into a movie at some point, everybody. So make oh, sure you're subscribed. Boy. Yes. Wow. 
Man, oh man, man, you I, just, I, I think my mind just got blown. I mean, we're going, we're talking stocks now. Holy cow. Um, yeah, we are. We are going to talk stocks. Um, let's talk about some recent Amazon uh, news uh, with Stellantis that had a kind of a ripple effect uh, on, on Rivian. Absolutely ridiculous. This is a great example of why the stock market is so subjective. It is mm-hmm. just public opinion beyond belief and... Um, there's good and bad with that, but, uh, in this case, it's, I, I, it's just baseless. I think go, go ahead, Jay. What do you got? Well, uh, apparently, you know, Amazon, um, and Stellantis have partnered up and Stellantis has committed to, um, you know, developing their Ram, uh, EV, uh, their, their, their van delivery van, uh, specifically, for that last mile or the last few mile type delivery situations, but all electric for Amazon in trade for the in-cabin or in-cab technology, cloud services and everything. So they've partnered up now. Stellantis and Amazon have partnered up. Well, and, and they're guys- also making, right, as part of that deal, the uh, Amazon um, is going to give Stellantis, the mm-hmm. Indash software and cloud services. Cloud services, for, exactly. For Stellantis's some of their automobiles, which is a good Correct. move because it that helps them from a technological advance. Uh, they're going to have better infotainment systems. Amazon has a huge, a massively huge cloud right. service right now. Right. So, so it's a my point in jumping in there was it's a two-way street there that that Stellantis is. is also getting something in return you help me i'll help you and keith and i have said on numerous occasions that this is how this is going to happen this is why ford and google is it was google that recently partnered with ford right that, that's right like, same same, so, same type same, scenario same right? situation yeah. is like okay we're we're not going to focus on developing um, you know, our in, in, in cabin technology, uh, because you guys know what you're doing. So why don't you do it for us? And we're going to focus on developing, you know, the vehicles. And what does that do? That's a win-win situation for both sides because you're progressing that technology while you're, you're meeting that goal of zero emissions, which is part of the climate pledge. Um, you know, for, you know, they're committed to, to what they say, 2035, I think no more, you know, gasoline engines. Um, and GM said the same thing. You got a number of other ones that are saying the same thing. You can't do that overnight. You have to have partners in this to get there to help you develop certain aspects of the technology. And now, the stock dropped like crazy for Rivian when this news was came it like out. And this is eleven percent. Eleven percent. It dropped eleven percent. Um, and continued to steadily fall until recently it started coming hey, back up and let me ask back you a question up to around Jay. 85 bucks Th- a share this will right prove now my moment. point about stock people's yeah. perception yeah all right so let me just make sure i understand this i'm going to recap it to you okay correct me where i'm wrong here okay stellanis announces a partnership with amazon or amazon announces a partnership with stellanis one of them right. announces it right and as part of that deal as you previously said and we were all paying attention Stellantis Ram is going to make some vehicles 
for Amazon. And Amazon said, we're not going to just use one manufacturer. It's always been that way. Correct? Correct. Am I doing well so far? Absolutely. They are still committed to Rivian, the 100,000 units of the Rivian product. Yes. my, My Ed McMahon skills so far, so good. Okay. Now, today, as of this very moment, right now, how many electric production pickup trucks has Stellantis made? Uh, zero. How many has Rivian made? Wait, just uh, more than zero? Yeah. More than zero? Yeah, more than zero. Yeah. More than 10? Uh, more than 10, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was probably 10 used just to fly, just to get Jeff Bezos to his rockets, right? Right. In that Absolutely. Promo. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. So and I, they already yeah. announced that we announced on this program, by the way, make sure you hit the subscribe button. You go back and find that video last week that Rivian is going forward with the production of Amazon's delivery vans. They already of which they've already had some in production and testing in markets like yes. Los Angeles. Correct. Already delivered, already testing. Yes. OK, so so far we've established that mm-hmm. Rivian's already making vehicles for Amazon. Those have already right. been tested. That's right. Rivian's also making their own vehicles. Yep. Those are already being delivered. Correct. And Stellantis has yet to make anything that you can buy of the EV truck flavor. Correct. Well, it makes perfect sense to me then that people would change their opinion on Rivian and drop the stock. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it, man. It's laughable to me. Um, that is, that is, and, and it's a reactionary um, process. If one starts bailing, then the rest start bailing on it. And but I, I think that collectively everybody kind of, you know, started understanding the whole process and how this thing is working. Therefore, the stock share, the shares are going back up in, in price, and they're they're steadily climbing. Um, it did drop significantly, though. Uh, I mean, we're talking yeah, it was nearly a big, it was, 100, yeah, well, dude, almost I, 103 I, I a share. I own some. I, yeah, I almost 103 a share. So does Sidechat. This is, here's the thing, guys. <laughs> Amazon is doing their, their, it's their due diligence to understand that they have a huge commitment that they put out there and they realize, hey, you know, we're, we're going to let uh, Rivian keep their commitment to us. And you guys who in, have invested, this in itself is proof that Amazon is not bailing on Rivian, that Rivian is going to make those 100,000 and probably more vehicles. So that your stock should be okay, in my opinion. Um, and why would they go to an automaker like a Stellantis for this? Well, because they're not really making EVs yet. So why not us help them boost their technology and we'll, we'll, they'll boost our technology. They can, they are a, you know, high production, um, manufacturer, unlike Rivian, who is not a high production manufacturer. There are so many pieces to this puzzle. At the end of the day, Amazon needs what it needs, and it's going to go get what it wants, and it has reached out to Stellantis and committed to them for that, and just as they have reached out to Rivian and committed to them, and that's going to happen, and that's going to happen. So everybody's happy, right? Yeah. So go buy stock everywhere, everybody. Or you I mean, just keep freaking out, whatever. Yeah, just keep you know, freaking out, way. whatever, man. Yeah, so I think that, I think that Amazon's going to be okay. And I think that the people that come along with Amazon are going to be okay. That's just okay. My opinion. I'll okay. Just I'm just okay. an auto guy. That's all. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. 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 <laughs> Enough of that. Hey, how you doing? 
Uh, all right. Now, this one I also feel like is a little bit misleading, but uh, we're going to stay in the in the Stellantis lane, mm-hmm. but we're going to go off-road. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Anyway. Um, okay. So we have, we have sales data now for 2021 coming through from a lot of the uh, automotive manufacturers. Jay, you watching a video? Yeah, I got something going on over here. I can't figure it out. <laughs> How do I turn this thing off? All right. Well, while Jay's uh, doing that. Um, like this. There we go. So um, sales data is out on, and specifically, uh, Jalopnik's talking some trash on, on Jeep outselling Bronco, which in itself is not trash that that is easily no, believable the numbers are true and yeah. how they the numbers that they deliver are true yep correct these are factual numbers so, so let's so tell them. here here they are so the us sales numbers for ford show that in the second half of the year the company sold just over 35,000 broncos okay now i don't know what sold means does sold mean you ordered it or does it mean you took delivery of it like did you complete the sale? The the deal was signed on the dotted line. You have a signed contract. Delivery was uh provide, you know, the vehicle is delivered or is it just paid for? I I don't know. I don't there's a lot of gray area in that. But but I I digress. As long as the rules were the same for both companies, it doesn't really matter. No. Except that Ford has a backlog of these Broncos and they have not been making them for more than just about a year. So right. Jeep's been making these Jeep models for way more longer than that. Right, and they specifically talk about the Wrangler with the 392 V8 in it, as well as the 4xe. Yeah, these are these are technologies that honestly, you know, Stellantis was already working on. Right, the, they, they already have the plug-in hybrid. And, and look, good You're, for them, this, man. I yeah, Jeeps are great. I love uh, uh, overlanding. Right. That that's not the point right. here. You're already making the Jeep Wrangler, right? Yep. So the platform's there, right? You're already making. The 392 uh, V8, that's nothing new. You don't really have to change anything other than plug the stuff into the things that you're already making. So right. their challenge is not the same challenge that Ford had bringing an entirely new platform out. So so the total numbers, if you had the Broncos and the Bronco Sports together for 2021, they sold 143,192 units. Okay, mm-hmm. Jeep Wrangler uh, yeah. has sold over 204,000 Wranglers last year. Uh, if I'm Stellantis and I look at that Ford number of 140 something, even just the, the 35,000 units for the Broncos, I'm mm-hmm. worried, man, because that's yeah. 35,000 potential sales opportunities that they just lost. Absolutely. And, it is. And if you're going to go down, okay, so what, what is a rank like? So if we're just talking Wranglers, then that means no, none of the other ones, right? Like the Gladiator or the Commando, yeah, we're just talking or the Castrator, or the double banana good. split. I, I, the whatever Commando, called, yeah, yeah, right? the Comanche, whatever, yeah. So it's just the Wrangler. Just the Wrangler, okay. according to them. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's a, you know, I, again, it's how the numbers are being delivered to, to us yeah. throughout, through this article, through this piece of news. The numbers are not lying there, but the circumstances behind those numbers were those Jeep figures, are those units that were already produced just kind of sitting around? Did they go up because we had COVID happen and a lot of vehicles were not produced? I mean, there's a number of reasons why those numbers could be the where they're at. 
And I have to agree with you, Keith. I think that we're not going to really see the full picture of the impact that the full-size Ford Bronco and the Bronco Sport has had on the Jeep side of this until maybe a year or two down the road. Then you'll really see it. And I'm, so, I'm with you. I'm, I'm shaking in my boots to know that that many units were sold by Ford. And, and let they're me, still let me back pumping this them up. Out. Let me back this up. This is I'm going to try to validate my point here. Okay. Again, I don't want to see the demise of the Wrangler line. I think it's a great. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, like we need. I love that. it. Okay. Yeah, we do. We do, man. I, I love Jeep. Jeep's it's, it's good stuff, man. Twenty twenty, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Ford announced the Bronco. Right? Wasn't That's that right. their unveiling? Brian Cranston did the pretty, video, pretty much yep. voiceovers and all that. Okay. Yep. Um. So in twenty twenty, two hundred one thousand three hundred and ten Jeep Wrangler sold. Now this is coming straight from uh, Stellantis. At that time, it might have been still Chrysler, FCA, and their reporting. Yeah, Fiat Chrysler. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So two hundred one thousand, a little bit more than that in twenty twenty, the year that the Bronco was announced. Right. This year, twenty twenty one. Well, last year, the most last recent year. data we have sales for mm-hmm. two hundred four thousand six hundred ten. So not a huge variation there, right? No. Like, like. A couple thousand difference, okay? Right. Three thousand ish difference. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two thousand nineteen, the year before the Bronco was announced. Do you want to take a guess, or do you just want me to lay it on you? What kind of a I'm, dent do you think Ford's announcement made? And people, I'm going to go with over three hundred k. It was. It's. It's not quite. It was no. It wasn't that steep. They lost. Uh, they declined between 2019 and 2020 about 30,000 units. Oh, really? So 2019 total it sold 228,042. Okay. Okay. 2019, 228,042. 2020, 201,000. Right. So right at roughly 30,000. 2018. Right. 240,000. 240,000. Oh, there's a there's a little bit of a decline going see on. See what's here, happening isn't there? here? I do see. I do see. There was a lot of chatter. You know, do you think people were waiting around just to see what would happen? And then, you know, maybe Maybe some of the the true Jeep so, fans that were looking to see what that Bronco was going to be out committed to the Bronco or didn't commit to the Bronco. You right know, out of the knows. gate, that thirty five thousand number mm-hmm. that Ford said they I'm showing you right there. It hit that's them where they went, man. Yeah, that's exactly where from they went. from 2019 Good. to 2020. Wrangler sales declined by uh, roughly thirty thousand units. Everybody. Okay, so you heard it here first. Right, and we're going to come back and we're going to refer back to this video in a year. You want to say a year? I think January next year would be a good time because okay. we'll get the quarter, quarterly earnings, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll know how many vehicles moved. Let's revisit this thing. So make sure that you're subscribed to our channel. Make sure you're subscribed to our podcast. Our podcast is over at partskindaguru.com, um, and click on the podcast link. Go to our YouTube channel, youtubecom gurus and uh, make sure you. Click the subscribe button, turn it from red to gray, and hit that notification bell so you're notified when that video does come out. But what an interesting, interesting piece of information we have here. So stay tuned for that, folks. That's why we're here, everybody. All right, so staying staying in the Ford lane, sort of. Yeah. But also staying in the I told you so, uh, you know, got Bert in the back seat saying I told you so, right? (laughs) I hate to say I told you so. On this very program, on this very podcast, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, everybody, if you're watching this on YouTube, hi, I'm I'm Keith, that's Jay, 
Uh, we are the Parts Counter Gurus. Uh, we have a little little podcast over on our website, which is ironically partscounterguru.com or partscountergurus.com, plural or singular. We'll get you to the same destination. Because sometimes we're one, sometimes we're two. Yeah. It just yeah. depends on the day, right? If it yeah. ends in Y, you never know. All right. So uh, <laughs> anyway, make sure you check out the podcast over there. Thank you. And uh, thank sure. you all for subscribing. Last week on the podcast, I said... And this is this is so fresh in my memory, Jay, that this one's going to be easy for me to find. I'm going to have to call this one back and put it over here somewhere on the screen, right? <laughs> yes. But, but basically, it was along the gist of dealerships be warned. This price gouging thing that you guys, you four dealers, are tempted to do over these F-150 Lightning reservations mm-hmm. is going to bite you. And I, I think I cited a whole bunch of like, you know, Rivian and the direct to consumer sales model they're doing and Tesla and the direct consumer sales model they're doing is going to be able to bypass all that nonsense. And those people that are on the fence might look it away from Ford if they don't knock it off. Right. Right. There ain't nobody that wants an F. There are very few people that want an F-150 Lightning so bad that they are willing to be gouged uh, another thirty thousand dollars. In fact, I know of a few people that did have reservations for this and they caught wind of it and they started shopping around they went ahead and just bought another vehicle they went to hyundai that's how bad it yeah hey just saying so i i said ford i i I, i'm telling you this man i said ford's gonna have to step in and tell these guys to knock it off and apparently somebody at ford listens to the program jay because a letter went out this week yep go ahead you got it Yeah, Vice President of Sales, uh, Andrew Frick, uh, sent a letter to dealers warning them against trying to get customers with reservations for the F-150 Lightning Electric to pay additional fees to place their final orders, which became available this week, by the way. Um, The letter was issued on Friday and surfaced on the the Ford uh, F-150 Gen 14. Okay, now hold on, wait a second. Now, I'm not saying saying that it was us. Right. But the podcast came out on Wednesday. Yes. And this letter came out on Friday, which Correct. gave this guy exactly 48 hours. To pon- I mean, it's just coincidence. He's probably watching our podcast, you know, because I do tag them. You know, they, they, they you get go. tagged. All so right. Ford Motor Company please, is listening. Please, please continue. Here's the deal. They, they put the letter up on the fan forum, but it's and and its authenticity was uh, later confirmed by Ford. Um, this is according to Fox Business. But since then, I went to that site, the uh, the F150Gen14.com fan uh, site. Take down. They got a takedown notice. Takedown. Yep. It's done. It was removed. Ford said remove it. We don't want well, it out there. It's confidential, yeah. Um, they say in the letter that these actions are perceived as threatening customers with uh, by withholding their opportunity to convert reservations to orders. Um, he went on to reference uh, a section of the sales service agreement that says Ford dealers shall avoid in every way any bait deceptive, misleading, confusing, or illegal advertising or business practices and said any outlet found in violation may lose their entire allocation of trucks for the year. I got more. I got more. Go. Go. This is this guy almost quoted me. We are competing with others who have a direct model and we need to be very mindful of how customers perceive Ford and our dealer network. <laughs> I told you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hit I it. say I told you so. Uh, could it have anything to do with a recent reveal of a Silverado EV or a Hummer EV or a Rivian truck? I mean, guys, get a handle on it. 
What, get what a was the on whole it. like? You know, you can have five M and M's today with the kids, or you can have the whole bag if you wait a week, and the kids couldn't right. like. It was like if you asked a five year old, like they just can't. Like they got right. have the five right now. These dealers are kind of behaving like that. Not all they dealers, are. Just the ones that yeah. are trying to price gouge. It's right. like I'm gonna take the cash in hand today, so that I can gouge this guy in this one sale. And 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 maybe forego the long term relationship. Now, to be fair, to be fair, because I've got a I've got an order in on an RV right now, and there's a similar thing going on. Some of this is the car hasn't been built yet. There's going to be inflation. There's going to be price changes on components used. We don't know what that car that we are not going to be able to build for you for six months is going to ultimately end up costing. So there is going to be some sort of price adjustment. I understand that, everybody. For those of you that are like, well, you know, they're not going to. Yeah, I know they can't give you a sales price at this point in the game right. until that thing's sitting on the lot. It's or the whole in, picture. The cost built. of goods to build this thing is going to change. I get it. I get it. But what you can't do is you can't just arbitrarily slap on another 20 grand. Which, tell, by the way, yeah. which, which, by the way, you dealerships out there, you've been doing it on this, not only this, but you've been doing it on vehicles that you have on your oh. lot, and that is unfair. That is price gouging. You guys need to stop it. I, my beloved Toyota FJ, there is a Toyota dealer in very close to me that shall remain nameless that I called and said, I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to sell me one of these and i understand that this is a limited production run of 15 2500 i think it was and mm-hmm. the guy literally just rang back with well there's going to be a price adjustment on it because of that and i went okay well not from the other dealer so see ya right and and if uh, you know i'm going to you know and there was another dealer in in town it was Beeman, who is dealt in volume and they were like sure it's just another sale for us we'll sell it to you for you know right. a fair price and I'm telling you that the markup on some of these things, these additional fees and costs, has gotten, has in some cases gotten as high as thirty grand, yeah, which is ridiculous. On a Ford F one fifty electric truck, yeah. which is already expensive in itself, you know, and then you're going to slap another, you know, ten, fifteen, thirty thousand due to demand. I mean, just, I could see it with a Lucid or a Karma or something that's those are VIP type vehicles. Yeah. Those are very limited production. It's a you know, different even game. Ferrari, sure. Like, you know, e-tron, Audi e-tron. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it, right? It's a luxury yep. automobile. Right. This is like blue collar. I, I just, no, 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 no. You're, yeah, it's going to come back to bite them. All right, you got to will. You got to get me out of this, Jay, or I'm just going to, my head's going to explode. Oh, boy, man. I tell you what, we can talk and talk and talk all day about stuff like this. Um, you're out of it. We're done. Um, let's move on to the next subject at hand here. And, uh, for those of you who who have not been listening, or you are listening, or you want to listen to more, or you want to watch more, go to um and hit the podcast link for the podcast, or make sure that you uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Ring that bell. Make sure you turn that uh, subscribe button from red to gray. We want to talk about Shell Oil Company here. Or is, or is it? Oh, you mean, wait, do you mean the filling station? No, you mean the service station. The service station? No, you, station. Mean, you mean the service station? No. No, you mean the gas station. The gas stations, yes. The the yeah, those guys. Ooh. No, no, wait. Is it service filling? Service filling? Well, it used to be service. It's no longer service because they don't provide service services like they used to back in the old days. Filling station, yes, used to be filling. Now that was guess kind what's of the happening. full service, like when the guys put the yes. gas in your car. 
That's correct. Right. Then it was a gas yeah. station. Right. Now. Now, Shell is recognizing a trend. They're recognizing a trend. Now, there's a couple of articles that were out here about this. Uh, Inside EVs put one out. And um, their article they put out, the information came from EvanX, which is a – EvanX, if you don't know who they are, they are a Tesla accessory uh, company. Um, so I think Inside EVs, for, for, as a disclaimer for them, they're you know, basically saying, we, we, we can't confirm this, but I personally went to Shell's official website, and it is confirmed. Um, they did this in England. Uh, they converted a gas station into an EV charging hub. Um, a lot of you may not know this, but the oil giant already operates a network of nearly 8,000 EV charging points. Um, so, and they're committed to this. Um, they're growing their network of electric charging points. Uh, Shell has set a target to operate over 500,000 charge points by 2025. Um, they operate over 80,000 charge points for electric cars at homes. Um, and businesses, Shell retail sales and destinations is is that's where they're they're uh, all of those are at and you can plug into. Uh, in addition, they are currently offer access to over three hundred thousand additional charge points through their roaming networks. Now, why is this, Keith? Why would you think that an oil conglomerate such as Shell, a driller of the planet, a refinery of the petrol, oil? to get us the petrol that we desire to put in our tanks to run. Why would you think they would be doing something like this? Because nobody's buying EVs. Nobody? Nobody? <laughs> well, that's what? clearly the only re- uh, only logical explanation, right? Yes. Uh, I here's here's yeah, absolutely. I mean, we you and I talked about why we think that this this is this is this is why shells do it. They're actually being very proactive. Right. Like, okay, what what the Rust um was the Rust Belt states that we once again, like, if you're not getting your information from us, we kind of have a pretty good track record. I think we're gonna do a segment on that points to kind of some of the things we called way ahead of time soon. So make sure you ring the bell, everybody stay subscribed. Um but was it the Rust Belt? Correct me here, where yes, the state signed the, and they the Midwest. Said, yep. The state at the state government level said we Michigan, are getting involved with charging stations. Yep. Michigan, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, all those up in Wisconsin, I think. Yep. And, and we said, we said, well, if they don't, somebody else will. So right. they're leaving money on the table. Right. So if 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 a company like Shell does not do this they're leaving money on the table look guys sure this doesn't are. have anything to do with whether you hate evs whether you think it's dumb it doesn't matter the fact that the ford illuminator crate molder motor is sold out is all you need to know the, yeah. the fact that the the f-150 lightning is they've doubled production on it it's, it's all you need to know and stop it, taking reservations because they don't want to overstep or go beyond where what their their actual ability to to fulfill orders are. So that's how high the demand is. Look, you can hate the idea, you can be resistant to it, you can go on websites and post forums about your nonsense about how people with electric cars are going to get stuck in the snow in a traffic jam and like what whatever, man, whatever. Right. And I'm not even a, I'm not even an EV fan. I you know, truth be told, like I, I'm trying to do better, but I'm not even really a huge environmentalist. Like I, you know, sometimes I don't recycle. You know, <laughs> I yeah. mean, like it's it's not even that for me. 
for me right. and i and i can't speak for jay but it's more about the innovation and pushing the envelope and you know we've on this program many times said you know electricity is not always coming from a clean source sometimes it's no, coal a lot of times not. it's natural gas if you're where jay lives a, a lot of it's hydroelectric yeah but here is the point this ain't going away more and more of these things are on order more and more of these things are being sold and if companies like shell don't service that industry they'll be done in 10 years Absolutely. they'll be done in 10 years and you'll be bitter on Facebook, sitting over right. there complaining about how this is just a fad. You and Chef. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now they are they are achieving this through their they're having their own solar. They're using solar energy uh, to power these things. Awesome. They're using wind energy. Yeah. That you know this is not new can technology. We, can we convert methane like some cow farts and? Oh, oh I'm sure you can, <laughs> man. There's a way. I mean, you could put me on a wheel. I can generate, uh, you know, put me on a bicycle, you know, pedal your way to power, you know. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe there's your answer on what happens if you get stuck in the snow. You just keep a, a pedal generator in the back end and you just uh, power up your vehicle by, uh, you know, there you go. So, so. I, I had a, a friend of mine that I've 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 told him again and again, like, I don't even think he watches us. I I said, you know, we've driven the Mach-E. It was great. Like, he's a big Ford guy. He's He's got a Ford. He's got a, like a, he, he's got a sedan. I forget. I forget if, it, I, it's not the Taurus. It's the, uh, anyway. Ah, I forget. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the few sedans they still make. And he's looking at a Mach-E. And he's like, you know, we, we got into this. We were going to pick up some food the other day. Mm. And, um, and, and I just literally pulled up the state map of where the electricity comes from. And, and Kansas, I know this because we drive through Kansas mm. a lot, have mm -hmm. like windmills everywhere. Mm. They are over. They signed a they put into um, basically their, their, their governor said like five, six, seven years ago, we're going to be over 50 percent wind powered energy. And, and that the dates like next year. And they're right. already at 50 percent. Yeah. Wind power. And if you, yeah, you drive through Indiana, by the way, uh, you know, northern Indiana. Not you, if I can you, help it, but yeah, okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you, but you see all of the, the, the wind yeah. um, turbines. Yeah. Just got to power those RV factories miles somehow, and man. Miles, yeah, miles and miles and miles, man, of, of wind turbines. So. so now, now, here's where this gets like, because I'm always looking for the. Sometimes I'm looking for the big blockbuster storyline. Sometimes I'm just looking for the angle, the business angle. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as of today, and this is definitely one of the disadvantages to the EV uh, side of things, is the time it takes to charge versus the time it takes to fill up with a tanky gas. Right. Uh, unless you're driving my motorhome, and then it's a 80-gallon right. tank, and you could be there just as long. Right. But I digress. So if you're going to have these guys charging their cars up, you know, why not go ahead and continue that development plan that a lot of them are already doing where you got the Burger King or the Arby's or the Wendy's, you know, kind of doing that thing where they're they're sharing the same building as the gas station. Right. Right. So go eat. Yeah. And go charge. Put a put an Internet cafe in there. Take a Zoom call. Yeah. Right, Heck, man. Go work for, you know, go rent you a little office space. Maybe that's the next thing to come. Do something little, uh, with that space. Pop to up. To, to, pop, to pop up office and charging stations. Yeah, you got another revenue opportunity. You got people sitting around waiting for their uh, vehicles to charge, right? I'm telling you right now, man, that you and I have come up with so many inventions on this show. And if 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 the if the internet pop up office happens, 
and you can charge your your EV and still stay connected and and somebody comes up with that that's it's my idea so you need to so, you know come yeah about 20 years ago somebody gave me as a gift it's actually really fascinating i don't know if it's still in print but i'll look and if it is we'll put a link to it mentioned on the podcast everybody go to our website click on the tab you'll find it there uh somebody got me a coffee table book of prototypes and concept ideas that apple had toyed around with um Anything from money printing machines to Mm -hmm. early, early, early generations of touch interface tablets and phones, that sort of stuff. Some of it's just fascinating. We need to do some sort of that like coffee table book type thing of just basically ideas we had. And, you know, like they ended up coming into fruition. Right. They they became reality. Right. What do we call it, Jay? Told you so. I think something like that. Uh, Put a big yellow hat on the cover I told with a bow so. tie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and you know, we're we're. Dr- Why are we surprised at some of this technology? Why are we surprised at some of the directions that we're going into? And if, you, like you said, you had that twenty years ago, and you look at now what we use on a daily basis, most of that product is being used. I mean, it's just insane, you know. So. Yeah. Well, and you know, you have the whole art. Life imitating art, mm-hmm. and at times, art imitating life. Although, right. more lately, it's been life imitating art. Yeah. You know, I've said this on, on numerous occasions to you, Not maybe not specifically on this show. I know that I won't live forever. I'm going to be around for hopefully a few more decades. But what's going to be disappointing to me when I do leave this beautiful planet or wherever I go, I don't know what how that happens. I'll 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 know the secret. I'll know the secret when that time comes. Yeah, you and Betty White. Yeah, me and Betty. Um, but I would be a little disappointed not to see what it's going to be like from a te- technological standpoint in forty years. Well, I think I can help you with that. Hang on one second. Hey, can one of you guys get me uh, Ted Williams? Uh, what, what was that <laughs> company that? Did anybody got their phone number? Hey, I'll, I'll get it. I'll I'll email it to you. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Woo. Crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cur, it, cur, cur. it will be. It will definitely be. It. Yeah. It would be fascinating. I, oh, the old joke of like bring back any of our founding fathers. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, anybody that signed the Declaration of Independence. Right. Yeah. Pick a story from today's news headlines and read it to them and just watch their reaction. <laughs> right. 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 It's insane times are changing folks be ready but not everything's changed right no some things are some things have the stick around power and the stick to and the staying power Uh, uh, (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) save the best for last didn't we yeah yeah save the best for last you know like jay there's art right and there's yeah. movies that my wife makes fun of me that I watch because there's just lots of explosions and, you know, like the Bond films and, you know, some of that yes. stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, or, you know, some of the, although she watches the Marvel stuff too, but that's just good family stuff. There's lots of explosions and fights and battles and, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's just good old fashioned, you know, explosions, as Brockheimer right. would say, right? Boom. Right. So, boom. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I used to be sort of 
Um, I would be put out like if somebody would try to play trash music on one of my like systems. You gotta you gotta admit, man. Sometimes it's just good to have just 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 get a little just just get a little sauced and watch something funny, right? Like just. <laughs> Just uh, oh, just find a, a show what, that you can what, relax what? and not think too much on, right? <laughs> As my wife would say, what are you, 12? Cornholio. Cornholio. <laughs> All right, let it out of the bag, man. It's yours. Okay. After a long hiatus, man, apparently Beavis and Butthead are coming back. There's a new movie. They're now back in February 2021. Um, they resurfaced with an announcement. Uh, about a new movie and it's going to be on paramount plus from what we understand now um now there was a trailer that ran uh on the long-awaited sequel to 1996's beavis and butthead do america and it's 26 years later and they're going to come through with it we've seen beavis there's a couple of clips that i've seen They've gained a little weight. They've gotten a little older, as they should. Yeah, he's making them look middle-aged. Making them look middle-aged, which I think is fantastic. Um, and this comes from Mike Judge. Now, you go, you can go to his Twitter account. Um, he is at Mike Judge. Uh, Beavis, and he puts it out there. Beavis and Butthead will be returning this year with a brand new movie and more on Paramount+. Plus. No exact date yet, but soon. They need some time to get back in shape. And then he posted the uh the caricatures uh that he he has uh drawn up here uh the new ones and yes they're they're a little older a little rough around the edges a little, man. little rough around the edges man but i'm kind of excited about that man I, you know i loved that show as stupid as it was and when i say stupid i mean it, it's you're right sit down have a drink and just there's no thought process it's just watch the shenanigans go yeah and just crack up and just have a laugh I love that. I, you know, that that was a show that I really enjoyed. My kids thought it was, you know, it's the the, the fart in the room joke stuff, man. Yeah. You know, it's it's that it's it's some would say it's immature. Okay, whatever. I don't care. I love it. I think it's fantastic. We need those moments in our life. Um, we all liked Family Guy. We all liked uh, King of the Hill. Um, why not? Right. Yeah, I mean, I, look, man. I mean, have you seen the stuff on social media? I mean, have you seen what like people watch on TikTok? Have you seen? I mean, come on, man. I mean, I, people spend hours out of their day on Facebook, like looking at worse things. I I think the timing is good. I think uh, I think we might be hungry for a little uh, little little you know seventh grade humor. Right. I I hope so. I hope I hope there's it's Mike Judge, man. It's it's not going to let you down. It's going to be what it is, right? And I'm looking forward to it. And um, hey, Mike Judge, uh, if you'd like to come on to our podcast, please reach out to us. You can go to parsecountedurus.com forward slash contact us or contact or something like that, right? You said Duru. <laughs> uh, 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 wait a minute. Uh, parts what? <laughs> he said parts. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, so there, there you go, guys. Be looking forward to something later in this year. Beavis and Butthead are coming back. I could not wait to uh, tell our audience that. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I know I will. So anyway, um, that's it for the day, isn't it? Gosh, man. It's a good one, right? That's a good one. I enjoy that. That's I got a good, little man. bit more worked up than normal, so we'll we'll have to see how that, I think, how that trends. I think I did, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
I can't thank you guys enough for listening today. I've enjoyed it. Keith, thank you. Um, can you take us out of this thing? Get, get us out of here? Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> One day, man. One day. Just One gonna, of these days. Yeah, it'll be funny. All right, yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. That is the show for this time. So mm-hmm. until next time, that's my friend Jay over there. I'm Keith. Y- y'all know what to do. You know what to do. You've heard it many times on this program. I'm not going to make you listen to me, to me say it again. Uh, just do it. And in the words of Hunter S. Thompson, too weird to live, too rare to die. See you next time, Jay. <laughs> <laughs>